everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chats. I am your host, Bobby Sampson, and joined with me, as always, is my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, brother? Oh, I'm doing pretty damn well. How about you? Hey, not bad, man. It's been a while since we've talked about the beautiful, sweet science boxing, and I think it's time that we got back on the saddle here on that as well. Uh, vacation is officially over. Um I guess we kind of stopped off at Garcia and Fortuna. And then after that, it's kind of been a little quiet. So it kind of worked in our favor a little bit here. But yeah. uh, things are going to start heating up again. Um, we got Tiafimo coming back after nine months. Um, his first fight since losing to George Cambosos Jr. Um, coming up to 140, coming up in weight. Yeah, he's coming up to 140. That 140 division is looking monster, man. It's loaded. You got, got Tank, and now you got... Um, now you got Teo in there, and you got Garcia in there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think Shakira and Devin Haney are too far behind either. I mean, these guys nope. aren't really, you know, I mean, five eight, five nine, kind of a deal. These guys are standing at most of them. Devontae's kind of small. I, I'm not sure how tall Roley is, but I don't. I think all these guys will end up getting to each other at some point. They, they I all think have so. To, yeah, this is a catapult fight for Teo Fim. We'll get him back in the mix, the championship mix, fight yeah. a Martini, and this is the tune up fight. Yeah, yeah. That's the um, beautiful, we should mention, Resorts World of Las Vegas. Brand new hotel and casino. It looks like a beautiful place. We should have stopped in there when we went there, but that's where they're fighting. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I didn't even notice that was there at the time, to be honest. I was so focused on everything else around yeah. me. I didn't even notice the new facility. But yeah, I know it's going to be a good fight. I think this is a statement fight for Tia Fimo. And, uh, you know, as we discussed earlier in our show, in uh, earlier episodes, we had the privilege of meeting him. You met him on the casino floor and I actually got to meet him and have a nice conversation with him for about five to 10 minutes, man. Yeah. You're very, lucky. very gracious with his time. Very, very generous. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, I wasn't a big fan of the guy of him and his dad, but after meeting the guy and he's super humble, he, he, you, I didn't get a talk to besides a handshake. How do you do? But everybody that was on the floor, cause I wasn't with you at the time, he shook everybody's hand to pick with everybody. He wasn't annoyed. He wasn't bothered. He did it and looked to see me somewhat enjoy it. So, Respect to that. No, hundred percent. Do you think that because a lot of people are fans of his dad, that that whole Vegas thing that he was out there doing and whatnot was more just to kind of you know rebuild his kind I of. I think so. Yeah. Um, the 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 kind of impression that he has on people, or the impression people have of him, sort of a deal. Um, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, he's definitely you know, trying to rebuild his image, and it worked. He, he was doing a good job. Yeah, but but here's the thing: I don't know what I mean outside of his dad, you know. And I can't say nothing negative about his dad because his dad is being his dad, right? Mm -hmm. uh, is he a little exuberant? Is he too much of a hype man? Does he talk too much? Maybe, perhaps. You know, I mean, who am yeah. I to say anything, right? I mean, he, at the end of the day, he's a father, and uh, it's kind of like that Levar Ball, I, I guess, the ball of dad, right? Yeah, yeah, that guy's hilarious. You know, between him and Tiafimo's dad, those are the kind of dads that kind of just kind of almost kind of hinder their their child's progress in a way. Now, wouldn't that be a hell of a podcast if uh, Tiafimo's dad and Levar Ball hooked up? They could get some oh, numbers. They probably would get some numbers, but they'd probably get a lot of annoyed people too, man. They start arguing with each other real quick. Right? They would definitely. But yeah, this is gonna be an interesting fight. I mean, all signs say, like you say, you're the you're the odds man. So what are the yeah, odds? Yeah, so say? what we got going on here is uh Pedro Camp is a twelve to one underdog. So you need to put you put a hundred dollars on him, you win twelve hundred. Oh, they wow. have Tio Fimo. If you just pick him to win the fight, you will have to put down two hundred and fifty dollars to win a dollar. It's not gonna happen. Now that that I know is um uh, 
outrageous too much because, juice, as they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are, are you, a few good bets. So, like, they have round betting. So, if you bet Teo Fima to win between round one and three, it's like plus 300. So, 100 bucks, 300. I'm thinking of taking between round four to six, it's about plus 250. So, 100 bucks, gate to 250. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, I'm giving Pedro Campa zero chance in this fight. Now, you were telling me earlier uh, that, that he's a bit of a journeyman and, you know, he's kind of done majority of his fights. Because, I mean, let's, let's take a look at his record. The guy's 5'9", he's got 38 fights under his belt with a 34-1-1 record with 23 of those being knockouts. Uh, you were telling me that he's done a lot of his fighting in the club scenes in Mexico and stuff. Yeah. So really not much of uh, not much of anything to really pick out of those those no. 38 fights, eh? This is just a tune-up fight to get Keofimo back in the mix with, with Garcia and get him in the, in the marquee again, right? Which he, yeah. He'll destroy him. Yeah, yeah. I don't see how he can lose this fight. Well, Tio comes in an inch shorter at 5'8". He's got a 68-inch reach. Um, and they're giving Tio Fimo 5'8". That's generous. I met the guy, and I, I would have put him at 5'6". But... Well, I'm I'm 6'1", and, you know, he, he looked pretty small in front of me. Yeah, and I'm 5'9", five, 5'9 nine, five, nine and, and I had at least two, three inches on him. So, <laughs> Well, you never know, man. You never know. Uh, total fights for him. He's 16-1 and one with that one loss coming in his last fight. Um, Speaking of that, it's interesting. He never took the rematch clause that he had against Cambosa. He chose to opt out of that and move up in a weight class, which is surprising. I think that was the plan anyways. Okay. Uh, my understanding was, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, my understanding was at the time that he was looking to move up anyways. I mean, they saw where the money fights were going to happen, right? I mean, at 135, Haney was the fight to make with him, but that never got done or it never happened yeah. or it probably was probably the fight to happen if he didn't lose yeah no you know, th that was the fight sorry that was the fight that was supposed to happen if he didn't lose i mean haney's always been that guy that's been waiting for the next guy to win yeah uh so combosos kind of took that spot from him in, in terms of so instead of just you know what let's just move up yeah. um i understand that he had an esophagus injury that's what they're saying before he fought Cambosa. I've been hearing that now. Yeah, it's kind of coming out now, but I mean, you know, if that was the case, I don't know. I mean, would affect him. I think what rubbed people the wrong way upside what his dad said and did is how he how he reacted. He kept saying, I won, I won, I won. It wasn't a fair fight. You lost. Everybody knows that. So yeah. he's kind of a bit of a poor loser that way. That, that rubbed people the wrong way. Well, I, I think it just came out of nowhere because. To be fair, I mean, I think that's why he was trying to rebuild the image, you know, after yeah, that fight. He because of, of, he just, he just and he's been out. doing a great job of it. I've been listening to him talk over the last couple of weeks here, last couple of weeks, more so this week I, in the build-up to the fight week. And, uh, you know, I mean, the guy's clean. Here's another, here's another example of an athlete who doesn't do drugs, who doesn't smoke, yeah. who doesn't drink, you know, dedicates himself to the sport. His only crime is his father's maybe, you know, expressing himself too loudly and he's taking the brunt of it and him kind of tailing off of it, I guess. Right. I mean, yeah, I know kinda, his father's been a lot quieter this time around. Yeah. It, it kind of sucks though. You know, you, I think about athletes that are like that, that take the most heat. What are your thoughts on that, man? I mean, we all want to cheer the druggie. It seems like not at all, but you know, it just kind of cheer the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Somebody's got to pay the villain, right? And people just like the root for the bad guy. I guess everybody sees a little bit of uh, villain in themselves. So they you know, I mean, vicariously through that villain, I guess. I'm not sure. One, one, goes, but... I mean, I, th I think a name I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of someone in boxing, but the only name that keeps coming to my mind is from UFC is John Jones. 
Well, you got Floyd Mayweather. He's also a villain too. He's beat up his woman. He went to jail for it. Okay, okay. So you got Floyd, but I'm looking at, I'm looking at. I think I'm looking at John Jones more so because of the drugs and everything as well. Yeah, right? Floyd he, didn't do drugs. No. Whatever Floyd did, he did it soberly, which yep. almost is worse because you have a clear conscience of you when you're doing that stuff, right? Yeah, no, Floyd's not a drug. He doesn't even drink alcohol. Well, that's he, what I'm saying. So it's it's almost like if, if someone commits those kind of crimes, would you rather know that they were high or drunk doing that and not of sound mind? I think that makes you worse of a criminal if you do these things of a sound mind. That's true. That's true. Usually not an influence of alcohol or drugs. Right. But, Unless he's dealing with some mental health issues that nobody knows about, that's possible too. Very possible. Not not for in general. We got the uh, ultimate good guy coming back, Tyson Fury, back out of retirement again. Now he's saying he's going to fight Derek Chisora for the third fight. Bob Aaron came out and said that's not happening. He's just throwing fought. He's going to fight Usyk, Joshua, winner. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know what? If he was going to retire, he would have been stripped, and by now we would have had the fight for the vacant title that he holds yeah. right now. Um, he he has one thing left to do: unify him, unify, and then go, and then he'll retire. I hope he fights Joshua Usyk. Like he'll just beat the crap out of Chisora, like he beat a billion white. He'll just knock him out. I mean, Chisora beat Pulev, but I mean, come on. He looks slow and sluggish. Yeah, he hey, hits hard he, with Tyson Dude, he, he hits slow and sluggish and whatnot, but I mean, everything that I thought of Pulev going in, or sorry, everything I thought of Derek Chisora going into that fight against Pulev was everything against him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, 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 really, I really didn't think he had a chance. But yes, that was a battle of two journeymen, two gatekeepers, right? And yeah. of course, you're going to have an amazing fight with two guys of probably the most comparable and... um you know, pretty much the same skill set at that point. Yeah. In terms I of speed so. and everything, right? He does not stand a chance because he's been knocked out himself oh, and I'm whatnot. Destroy him. So Fury would destroy him. That just wouldn't be a fun fight at all. There's only one fight left for Tyson Fury, and that would be that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I think it was just all talk always, right? I mean, I don't yeah, think he's, just, he's just keeping his name in the media, keeping us guys talking about him. Staying yeah. relevant, smart play. I don't blame him. And I, I think he's being serious about it because there's no word of him being at Clash of the Castle either. They're going with the Drew against uh, Roman Reigns fight. Yeah, that's going to be the headliner for that. Sorry to divert to wrestling a little bit, but it kind of ties into what we're talking about. Um, but Tyson Fury, yeah, he, that alone lets me know that he was never going to retire and he's going to get geared up for this next fight. Um, let's talk about Joshua and... Uh, Usyk a little bit. It's coming up next week. Yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be a hell wait. of a fight, man. I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more and more, and I talked to some people down south as well when I was there about this fight, and I talked to some, a couple of Brits down there as well about this fight, and um, you know, it, I I don't think anyone should be surprised if Usyk wins. He's a favorite going in, a small favorite. I mean, Joshua always seems to lose in the the lights shine bright. Joshua seems to not show up. So hopefully he does this time. Well, I mean, he, he has a new up, game plan. Well, I mean, he, he's been training with, with uh, Garcia, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, he's trained, chain trainers. I think McCracken's still in there somewhere, but the lead trainer is now Garcia. And uh, I think the one thing that he needs to do, in my opinion, is stop smiling when he gets hit. Yeah, because you know stop. it hurts when you do that. Right? You know it hurts when you do that, but I almost mm -hmm. feel like he he's he's almost too nice in the ring. He needs to get angry, and he needs to kind of show that aggressiveness. 
I mean, say what anybody wants to say about Anthony Joshua. The guy's accomplished a hell of a lot. Oh, yeah. Considering how short of a period of a time he's been in the sport. Yeah. Right? I mean, Olympic gold in 2012. And, you know, two-time, three-belt heavyweight champion of the world. So, I mean, you can't take anything away from the guy. I mean, he did. Yes, he fought, you know, the Klitschko's near near the end. Of their time, and Klitschko knocked him down in that fight. Uh, he did. Winning, but yeah, he did. He did. Right, and uh, I think the lights of Madison Square Garden got to him. Um, I think he just had the wrong game plan against um, uh, against Usyk. Yeah, he, he's gonna have a different game plan. I think he's, in, you know, he could win this fight. It's not a slam dunk. And it's not a slam dunk. But here's where I am thinking. I wanted to say that piece on Joshua first because there's always that chance that you know what it could happen, and you know, like there's, I'm not going to be surprised either way who wins because either guy can take this. Now, what I feel about Usyk going into this fight that makes him very dangerous now is that he spent time fighting a war. Yes, and and that to me changes everything. Like, not to be morbid or anything, and not that anyone's keeping count, but you cannot tell me that he's not fired his gun and had a body or two taken with it. Right or wrong? Probably did. Like, I don't know. Is he on the front lines? Is he somewhere? Like, is he shooting? If he is, then you know he's probably, you know, unfortunately, someone's lost their life. Yeah, that's very. I never thought of that, but yeah, you could be very right. And and when right. you when you are in that position, I mean, I, I, God bless. I thank God I've never had to go to war. I've never been in that position. You know, that's why I think we admire our soldiers and our, 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 our veterans. Defense, yeah, veterans so much is because of what they're willing to go out and do. Just thinking about it from a boxer's point of view, in my own head, gives me the shivers to think if you know if I had to deal with those kind of issues coming home. Yeah. So you got a guy you got a guy in Usyk who's living in the trenches and finally comes back to these top facilities to train, knowing that his comrades, his brothers in arms are all still out there fighting this war that that's, you know, getting scarier and scarier by the day as we go into the sixth month of this thing now. Yeah. Um, you're right, right. You know, so so it, it's kind of like Krokop, the guy from MMA. Yep. That guy was a secret agent guy, man. He was like special services, like special elite, elite Yeah, he's soldier. a scary dude. That guy's got bodies on his name, right? Oh, for sure. So you got to think with that mentality going into this fight, what has he got to lose? Yeah, I guess the other side of the coin could be as you worn out, there's a lot of trauma that he's had in the fight. He's not training as good as he was. I'm not saying he is, but that'd be the flip side of it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really curious to see what, kind of Usyk comes out against Joshua here? Because I know Joshua's going to have to change up his game plan. He's got to be a bit more aggressive. He's got to be a lot more aggressive, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, he's and if Joshua out. loses, you know he's going to fight. You know Wilder Joshua will happen for sure. Well, that has to happen. I mean, that's going to have to happen eventually. Wilder's not retired either. I mean, no. I think right now, everything in the heavyweight division, for the big names, that is, right? Other fights will keep going on. The Frank Sanchez's of the world, the Victor... You know, the Ortiz's will keep going and whatnot. But in terms of the five, six top guys that are out there right now, you know, everything is kind of hinging on what happens here tonight yeah. or next I week. can't wait next, for that fight. Yeah. No, it's going to be great, man. It's going to be an afternoon fight as well. So that's perfect. Um, Only I mean, nine I'm, days away. Yeah, man. Coming from Saudi Arabia. So it's going to be fun. And uh, 
Joshua seems more comfortable in Saudi Arabia, it seems. So yeah, it seems to be comfortable. Like, both guys look like they're having good training camps. They both seem ready for this fight along the line. So yeah, I, I, I heard that Usyk put on about 15 kilos of weight, which would be yeah, like, trying to bulk up a little bit. 30 pounds, a man. About 30 pounds. Yeah. Roughly, might slow right? him down a bit though. It might because he's small, right? I mean I, I, small. Compared to Joshua, he's shorter, right? So he's I mean small he's small. He's a small heavyweight. I mean, he's kind of... But Tyson wasn't big either, though, eh? Tyson no. was only 5'10". It can be done, but it's a lot harder. Wait till he gets into a Fury lookout. I, I just don't think either guy who wins in this is... You're basically just getting the belt shined up for him. <laughs> right? Most likely, but you never know, but I'm, I'm with you on that. Right. I, I think if it's Joshua, it's a far, foregone conclusion that Fury will beat him. Um... But Usyk, if he beats Joshua again, and probably you know more. Usyk will give Fury a little more trouble. He's a little more of a, a box, a little more crafty with his footwork and his hands and combinations. But Fury's got that size and power, man. But if he keeps working the body, I think he can break him down eventually. Yeah, he could. Right. I mean, that's his best weapon, just to work Tyson's body. I mean, we're talking yeah. Usyk's Fury, but I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. But hey, let's um. I got something interesting for everybody watching, everybody listening. We got a yeah. new segment here on Sam and Chance. It's called This Day in Boxing History. Mm. And this is actually the perfect one because it ties into wrestling and boxing, both things we do. Okay. So on this day, 29 years ago in Gunma, Japan, the great Leon Spinks had a wrestling slash boxing match against Terry Funk. Terry Funk won the match in disqualification because <laughs> Leon Spinks punched him in the nose and his nose bled. There's no video of it. There's a couple pictures of it. That was one of the first. There's a few before that, like Ali versus Aoki, but one of the first few crossover fights. I know it was a work, but Terry Funk, I was reading it today, said he took some real stiff shots from uh, Leon Spinks. Another sad note about Leon Spinks, his son, Calvin, in 1990, got killed driving home with his girlfriend. He was an up-and-coming boxer, although we all know who Corey Spinks is, his kid. But Calvin was supposed to be better, but he got killed coming back from his girlfriend in St. Louis, so... Thought it's a little history with everybody. I don't think a lot of people know about the Sphinx versus Funk match. You can't find it. Just picture up. There's no video of it. This is 93 in Japan. But in Gunman, Japan, Leon Sphinx and the crazy Terry Funk had a slash wrestling, boxing, whatever you want to call it, hybrid. Wow. So I thought I'd share that people. Most people don't know that. So yeah, yeah. that's a new segment on every boxing show. We're going to have this day in boxing history. And that happened 29 years ago today. That's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that. I did not know about that fight, actually, to be honest. Um, Obviously, we all know about Ali and, and Aoki. Yeah. Um, Leon Spinks, eh? How yeah, old Leon was he Spinks then? Yeah, Leon Spinks was Function, Gunma, Japan. Jesus. I want to yeah, find that now. Yeah, a couple of images. You can Google it. Images yeah. Of Funk, uh, of Funk getting punches, nose beating a bit. They asked Funk after, how did you lose the match? I don't know. He punched the nose. I, got, I won by disqualification. It was a work, but there were some stiff shots in there. So no, Spinks had understand. the boxing gloves, and Funk had on just his bare hands. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I can picture it in my head, but I don't understand why a disqualification would come from a punch in the nose. Who knows what kind of weird rules they had back in those days, crossover, but... Uh, well, that was a and Leon this... Spinks just passed away last year, so rest of yeah. him. Yeah. His son, Corey, is a great boxer. He's a unified champ in 03 or 04, something like that, so... You know, it, it yeah, was... he lost his son driving home. His son was, like, maybe 20 years old, just coming back. His girlfriend got shot in St. Louis. That's Sad. unfortunate, man. You yeah. know, that's that's really unfortunate. Um... Leon Spinks, man. Uh, and I feel for him a little bit because he was an amazing fighter. 
He was feared. His power was something else, man. I mean, that guy could hit. But unfortunately, again, a time where Muhammad Ali was king, Mm -hmm. when there could have been three or four kings that ruled that division, but Ali was there first. He beat Muhammad Ali, but Ali was old when he beat him. Yeah, yeah, he beat him when he was old. Yeah. But, um, no, man, that's crazy. I'm trying to picture that right now. Every boxing show this day. That's awesome. Yeah, there you go, man. So we got Chance's top five and this day in boxing history. That's yep. pretty cool, man. Guys, Every Thursday we'll be dropping it. Guys, this is why you got to like and subscribe so you can get these. There's segments. no other podcast talking about Terry Funk and Leon Spinks. There's no way. No way in hell. No, no chance. Go. No chance. I thought I'd add a, little, add a little sizzle to the state because I've been, you know, I like to learn about history and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? Why not bring us on the podcast? This kind of For stuff. For sure, like, brother, man. And that's awesome, you know, and I think that's going to be a And great... I got a great story next next Thursday about Sunny Liston, but I'll save that for the listeners. Pretty intense. Fair enough, man. We can't mm-hmm. wait. We cannot wait. But hey, let's talk about the fight that didn't happen. So one oh, brother, um, Jake Paul, and, yeah, and, uh, one, one brother, one de- one brother does an amazing job at WrestleMania, amazing. while the other brother just completely drops the ball. In my it's opinion, funny, I was reading up on that today, and, and then one one some articles was sitting there saying that um, Raman didn't make Hasim didn't make the weight because remember he had that conference. He went came in at two hundred six. Yeah. Point that was on five, August. On over, August, then... it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Fight Hub. It's uh, if you look up Fight Hub, you can see the footage right there. Yeah, I see. Uh, they they weighed it. Everything was legit. Uh, you know, but he was the... over though. But 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 it doesn't matter. You see what 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 they were saying is is that by this certain okay. So say you and I were gonna have a fight, okay? Mm-hmm. Now obviously I I weigh a bit more than you do just because of my height and whatnot. But say we were going to fight at 190, mm-hmm. okay? But I'm sitting at 220 right now. But say we're fighting in three weeks. So in two weeks' time, so next week, I'd have to wait this much yeah. just to show them the weight's coming down, right? And then I'd have to wait this much in the second the, the week before the fight. And during fight week, I need to be 190. Yeah. Now, what they are saying on August the 5th, the day before the fight, day before the fight, he weighed 206. Yeah, 0.5. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. He could come down. He made the weight, he made all the things. Here's what happened with this fight, in my opinion. Now, I am only going on by the articles that I've read, some of the people that I've spoken to within boxing, uh, you know, in contacts and whatnot. And the conversation all kind of comes back to this point. He couldn't get the fight with Fury done, Tommy. They needed yeah. to find someone quick. They sparred with Rockman in the past, right? He made him spar with one hand tied behind his back. He could only use one hand, sort of a deal. So, you know, all that happened. So they're like, they called him up and they said, hey, listen, you know, how you doing? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Then they called him back an hour later and offered him the fight. Yeah. Right. Now, what they did, though, is because they needed a fight to 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 keep the card going. They put up so many restrictions within the contract that he had to abide by. Yeah, that, that would be strange. almost almost impossible to accomplish. Right. Any boxer looking at that would be like, fuck this. Are you kidding me? Like, Rami, Hasim needs the money, though, right? I don't think it's about money. He just he saw the opportunity to get his name out there. I don't think well, money was too. the issue. 
I think it was more. You know, another theory that they're saying is the ticket sales weren't very good. That's another reason Paul pulled the plug. They only had like five to seven thousand tickets sold. No, no, and that could and and that that could be possible. And that could be a possibility as well, right? But but the problem here was is that Jake Paul didn't want to fight this guy. His camp didn't want them to fight him because they knew this is a fight that he could possibly and probably would lose. Yeah. Right? It's weird how this, that all went down, man. We'll never know the real truth. But well, I think that is the Paul. truth. It doesn't look good on him at all, right? Because now you got you everyone saying, okay, legitimate yourself. I'm saying it. Like I want to believe. I thank you, Jake Paul, for what you're trying to do for boxing and getting the name out there and promoting it and and you know bringing in new viewership and new eyes to it. Yeah. But you know, I thank you for that. But I still say, because you and I, we come from the old school of boxing. We love the sweet science. I want to see you fight a boxer. Yeah. I don't no, care I that I don't care that you fought Tyrone Woodley twice. I don't care that you fought Ben Askren. I don't care that you fought the basketball guy. Nate Robinson. Yeah. Nate Robinson, right? It, none of that matters. The strike, it, Ben Askren had no striking, right? Yeah. Uh, Nate, Nate's amazing at throwing... Uh, Three pointers, mm-hmm. but he can't throw a punch. No, right? Like, and then everyone says to me, "Oh, well, Tyson, well, you know, Tyrone Woodley, Tyrone Woodley." Yeah, he's a dirty boxer. He's an MMA boxer. He can strike, sure, but boxing is different from dirty boxing and MMA boxing and striking. Yeah, it's no comparison. Maybe Paul is going to be a celebrity fighter, like he's going to fight that another guy coming up. So well, he's he's, he's going to fight that KS, that KS KSI guy. Yeah. Right, that that fight's supposed to happen, and he's already beat Logan twice. KSI, right? And KSI and Logan are pretty good friends now. They do podcasts together. They they have yeah. segments together, right? So Logan fighting KSI. No, you mean Jake? Uh, sorry, Jake fighting KSI. To me, in my opinion, you basically are going to destroy two years, three years of of building your name backwards. His camp should be telling him, "Look, Jake, we're going to find you're going to fight." This guy or that guy have a legitimate fight, legitimize yourself. If not, just tell everybody, hey, you're gonna be a celebrity boxer, and that is fine too. Well, the thing is, like he still has his contract with Showtime. This this fight with KSI is gonna be in the zone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even Showtime doesn't want to touch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's I think but it's the numbers are gonna be there. No, the numbers are gonna be there. That's the unfortunate part of it, man. Like that YouTube, and you know, we love YouTube, don't get me wrong, but that that YouTube boxing crowd. That likes this style of boxing, you know, and I guess I shouldn't really complain about it or, or bitch about it because I like what I like and who am I to tell anybody what they're supposed to like and what sports they're supposed to like, right? Yeah. But being a boxing guy, it's kind of hard to swallow. It's kind of hard to watch. It's kind of like bastardizing the sport that I love. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Right. It's a fair you know? point. Yeah. Um, but but Jake doing this and pulling out of that fight just shows me that he cannot handle fighting a real fighter. He he's gonna have had... to fight a real fighter here sooner. He's not gonna lose that title as just being a celebrity fighter, right? So he's gotta well, do something I mean, here. He's gotta do something, and he you know, in the process he fucked up Amanda Serrano. Yeah, that too. Right? You know, he I think ticket sales the... played a part in it. If, if Paul wanted that fight to happen, and, that if, fight and if ticket sales played a part in this, that just goes to show that that fight with Katie Taylor that sold out, you know, that, that just shows how great of a promoter that Eddie Hearns is. Yeah. 
Same girl. Not according, to, not according to De La Hoya, he's not, but he is a good promoter, though. Ah, De La Hoya's going to have beef with everybody, man. He did until he kind of... Oh, speaking of De La Hoya, apparently he's going to be at um, Tiafimo's fight. I can see that. Yeah, he, he. I think he lives in Vegas, so I can see him coming down there. Yeah, yeah. well, they're talking about it because I think um, if Tio wins this one... Do don't call Garcia? I, th- I think you're going to see Garcia Tiafimo next before you would see Sang. I think that's the right fight to make. Hey, he... Who was the guy? Oh, come on, help me out here. You're the Pacquiao man, right? Okay. I think Who so, did... yeah. yeah. Of course you are. You're Mr. Pacquiao with Ichiro and Maddox in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the guy that he fought, the commentator, that that color analyst? He lost to him. Or he... Tim Bradley? No, no, Bradley. Sorry, he didn't lose to him. Sorry, he beat him. Pacquiao beat him. Well, Pacquiao um... lost to Bradley the first fight, though, by decision. Bad decision. No, fair enough, fair enough. We'll talk about that on another show. What are you talking about? I can't remember his name. He does color commentating. He just recently came back and had a fight. And he still feels he's a contender. And Pacquiao beat him? Pacquiao beat him. You were there, I think. You went to that fight. Oh, oh, Adrian the problem, bro. Adrian Broner. Not Broner, not Broner. No? No, not Broner. It's killing me. It's been bothering me. And I refuse to look on the internet because I'm trying to remember. the fight? yeah, he came back to fight. He fought last year, remember? He fought last year or early this year, late, late 2021 or early January or February. His first fight after losing to Pacquiao. Oh, Keith one time Thurman. Yeah, I was there. Thurman, Keith Thurman. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Here's what I was thinking you know, like Garcia wants to fight Tank and, and you know, fight the big name, this and that. I think mm-hmm. this is where Thurman would be perfect for a Garcia right now. Yeah, they can meet. Yeah, go at one forty-seven. Yeah, they can do that. Right, I think Garcia Thurman would be would make a a safer fight for him, and yeah. to build up his name. But the weight class, man, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. Cool. Oh, speaking of one forty-seven, I think we're getting really, really close to uh, Spence Crawford here, man. Hopefully, it's already August. They better say something soon. Well, I, they're they're kind of talking already. Uh, voices over merging, and um, if I'm looking at my calendar, here we go, November. I heard that they're looking at November 12th or November 19th in Vegas for that fight. Damn, that'd be sick. Hope so. Love to see it. I think that's the one I'd want to go down to. That'd be sweet. That's a history making. I think that's going to be. You know, maybe I'm putting too much on it, but I, I can't help but get excited about it. So it's going to be like Hagler versus Hearns or Leonard versus Duran or Hagler versus Leonard. You know what I mean? Any of those four guys? It's going to be a big fight. Super it's going to be fight. an amazing fight, right? I mean, yeah. So we got that. But yeah, I don't know, man. That's it. That's it. We covered it all. We laid a lot of ground down. Now we had another kick butt show. I'm always happy with what we get to do here, Matt. Yeah, um, cool. oh, Connor Ben, the 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 sons yeah, are fighting, yeah. The dad's father versus son, uh, father versus father, now son versus son. So it'll be fun. Is that the first time? Do you think? Has that ever happened before? Is the, uh, maybe it's happened. Son. I don't think on the marquee stage where two fathers fought, now two sons fight. Right. It's what do you think of that? Yeah. How do you feel about that fight? I don't know, man. It's coming up quick. Isn't it coming in October? October 8th is the date that they've announced it for now, right? So October yeah, yeah, 8th, we got that. Free, free That's going to be too. fun. Yeah, it's great. And it's an afternoon fight again. Yay. Yeah. Can't this wait afternoon. for that fight. Both this guys act- are exciting. I don't really care who wins. I just want to see a good fight. Like, well, 
I, I think a lot. Uh, Chris Eubank is, you know, junior. He he is what he is. But I think all the momentum and I think what they want from British boxing is Conor Ben to be the next big British boxer to come over. He definitely, definitely is going to be the favorite by a bit. But it should be fun. Yeah, what are those guys? That's impressive. He's impressive. I like watching him. What are those guys weigh in at? Do you know roughly? Was it Mir Khan? One through one forty-seven to one fifty. They're one forty-seven, right? Yeah. Man. So Connor Ben is that guy who's supposed to come over this side and kind of take on the Spences. And, if he wins um, a Eubank fight, he will be doing that. I think he will. He's a favorite. Yeah, I think he will. I mean, not knowing too much about it right now, not really, you know, it's just been announced recently. So, um, you know, we got that coming up as well. And the ladies are fighting in September as well. That's going to be a real fun card in Starting Wales. to heat up again. Yeah, man. It's, it's coming up strong here. Like these next few weeks are going to be insane insane for fights and then I'm we get excited. into the fall wait. schedule yeah no summer's gonna end out with a bang uh july was a little slow maybe and don't forget we got the the biggest fight of them all we got canelo triple g september 17th coming up so absolutely like i said this summer this summer run's gonna be insane i cannot wait right i mean be fun that would be the last fight of summer because i think september 21st is when fall hits right so yeah. that would be the last that. Fight. yeah no we're you're fine he's gonna go or are you still thinking on it I'm 60-40 with going, but... Yeah. I, I, got am... that, I got that Monday Night Raw trip, but six days later, that's the only thing. Yeah, fair play, man. And they're coming here to Vancouver, right? Eh? Yeah, the night I'll be leaving that morning. The night they're in Vancouver? Yeah, I'm leaving that morning because we're going to go up for a couple of days prior to Monday Night Raw. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I'll probably go to that show there. Yeah, Vancouver. Fun. I didn't know about it when I booked the flights. Once you know what? Coming, they announced so... it after they announced the Raw show in Edmonton. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it is what it is. You're going to be, you, you'll get the cool show, right? Yeah, it'll be fun. So, that's kind of going to be cool to see. Um, What else is happening here in the world of boxing? I think we've pretty much covered everything that's kind of happening. We just we have to cover the little... past, the present, and yeah. the future, man. We did it all. No, 100%, man. So, I tell you what, man, maybe this weekend, if everything goes great and we have the opportunity, we can do a quick hit for the fans, uh, give our thoughts yeah. on the Tio fight and how he looked. And My prediction you know, right now, between round four to six, he puts him down. Yeah? Four to six? Yeah. He puts him down? Between rounds four and six. All right. Um, He hasn't fought in nine months. I think it's going to take him about... I don't care what anybody says. I think he's going to need about three rounds to find his groove. I think he's going to come out a lot more tactful. Yeah, because his biggest mistake was coming in so hard in that first round, and that jarred him. So I think he's going to come out a bit more tactful. I think he's going to take about three rounds to get started. You know what? I, I think you're right. Four to six rounds, at four to seven rounds is probably the range. Yeah, should be fun. Can't wait. Right. Anything less than that, then I would say, even though he wins, um, it, it it shouldn't have been that hard for him. He's got impressed. Right, he's got to impress. He's got to let it down. Chance yeah. Michaels, my man, thank you so much, brother. Thank you. Uh, hope, yeah, definitely, hundred percent. So everybody, listen, we're getting into the weekend here. This is Thursday night here, uh, so please enjoy your weekends. Be safe. The weather's going to be amazing across the board. I hope for everyone. Um, love your families and sit back and enjoy the fights this weekend, man. My name is Bobby Sampson, and I'm always thank joined you. with the man Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those who download, like, and subscribe and share the podcast, we salute you. Absolutely. And even though this is boxing, I'm going to have to say it anyways, in the words of Ed Whalen, 
In the meantime and in between time, that's it, everybody. Sam Pinchance out.